G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of Double Jump Radio, the official podcast of DoubleJump.co. I'm your host Abia and this week I'm joined by another new voice but a long time Double Jump contributor, Ty. Ty, how you doing brother? Oh, I'm good man, thanks for having me. It's oh, first time on the podcast, came for oh, it. Oh man, definitely looking forward to it, looking forward to it man. Uh, how's, how's things on your side of Melbourne? <laughs> oh, you know, lockdown's great, can't go nowhere, can't go to work, it's awesome man. But gives us all, gives us all time to uh, focus on double jump, get some stuff out. Yeah, have you had the chance to a- play anything? Um, there hasn't been so much in the way of new releases, but I'm definitely trying to scrape at the backlog. So oh, I've no, been man. I've been going hard on the um, the old Republic, seeing as that got released on Steam. Um, installed a couple things that I bought on Steam sales. Don't remember buying them, but they're there. So you know, try a few things out. It's like Steam sales. Like I think. The more, the more years you have of being a Steam user, the more things you've actually already bought. So you're like, oh, I'm going to buy this, and you realise, oh, actually, I've already got it somehow in some bundle, at some point. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like, and I'm deadly on the humble bundles too. Like, I'll see a humble bundle and be like, that's mad. Yep. And I don't know why I buy it, but I buy it. <laughs> you know, you don't really real. You don't. You don't feel bad when you're only spending like two dollars a game. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Folks who listened to the previous episode know that we've, we're starting a tradition here at Double Jump whenever we have a new voice on the podcast. <laughs> so, Ty, just wanted to ask you, what is your favorite game and why? So, my favorite game would definitely have to be the second KOTOR, so Knights of the Old Public 2. Mm-hmm. And that's because it does something that I don't think any other Star Wars media to date has really done. And really? And it's just... Yeah, like it's it's legit. Like the the plot, the philosophies of characters, and everything. It's just a deconstruction of what Star Wars is, and I thought wow. that was really cool. It's mm. what I wanted. It's it's basically what the Last Jedi tried to do. Yeah, but this was done like almost two decor two decades well, earlier. Was it two thousand and four? I think it came out. Yeah, and yeah. it does it a lot better than the last than the Last Jedi does. And but. if I'm not mistaken, that was a pretty like a short turnaround time for i think it was obsidian who developed it right? yeah obsidian development on it was a disaster so bioware yeah. made the original yep. and then they were approached by LucasArts to follow up on a sequel but they were told about the development time and they knocked it back and suggested obsidian who negotiated for extra time that they never actually got so the game initially released wow much like much much like vampire the masquerade bloodlines where it just <laughs> wasn't finished and if you play the console release Mm. it's just it's it's a mess uh, okay but now now um ne- nearly two decades removed from it um with the the modding community and everything because a yeah. lot of the content that was cut was still in the game yeah because because um, I, I saw i think i saw it on youtube like people showing comparisons and stuff so w- was there a yeah, lot left it, out there, in the original? there 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 was a a lot like there's wow. entire character arcs that never got finished that do now like HK, the HK-47 factory, which was just an inaccessible, inaccessible area that was just there in the original release, well, now actually is part of huh. the game. So when you say it's your favourite game, is it the original release or is it with all the content put back in? Well, I definitely enjoyed the original release, like warts and all, but if you're going to play it, you ha- get the PC version with the mod. That's definitely the superior go there. Hmm, fair enough, fair enough. 
and I think that's on Steam, isn't it? Yeah, it's on Steam, and it's pretty cheap all the time. If you go for GOG, <laughs> which is even cheaper, you can get it for like five dollars wow. most days. Yeah. So and it's uh, there's a lot of content for five bucks. Yep, and Obsidian even released the 1080p patch ten years after it was released, so Fantastic. you don't have to mess around with any I and I files. <laughs> that's always it's good. Ev- that's Amazing. always good. I remember playing Mass Effect 3 on my... Cause I, a couple of years ago, yeah. I used a 40-inch Samsung TV because it was 4K. It was the cheapest Ooh. way to get high res. It was way cheap. Oh, yeah. It was half the price of a monitor, right? <laughs> so I did that. That's and then crazy. I tried to play Mass Effect 3 and the writing was so tiny because it just wasn't made yeah. with such a high resolution in mind. It was, that was, yeah. yeah. Um, and that, that wasn't I, even that can, old the I game. I can definitely see that. <laughs> no, yeah, well, that's it. You'd be amazed how bad some games can get. Even KOTOR 2 with the, the patch that Obsidian re- released, even that, there's a lot of stretching in the um, the menus. They look yeah, odd. yeah. It's nothing game-breaking. Like, you can easily put up with it, but yeah, it does look It's odd. a reminder Especially, that it's an old game. <laughs> yeah, if the graphics were in a dead giveaway, you know, everything's very blocky and washed out. Yeah, yeah. Did different you, times. Did you play Morrowind at launch? No, but I did play it not long after. Because so it was around the same after. time. It was around. Was Morrowind? Yeah, like yeah, 03, they were. I think. O two, maybe. Yeah, Morrowind. Morrowind, I think, came out the same year as Kotor One, which was two thousand and three. I think uh, Morrowind is two thousand. I could be very wrong. Two thousand and two. Okay. There you go. But yeah, that time, that era, you know. That uh, the fog is something I'll never, never forget. Mm, mm. So I, I, I've got a question. You know Mandalorian, right? The show. Yes. Have you seen it? I have. Okay. Now the Mandalorian kind of code those characters. We mm-hmm. really only see kind of the Fett family, right? In a lot of like on in the movies s- on, on screen, screen yes. yes. But yeah. in the game, in in the in like kind of the expanded universe, in- was were there more f- characters featured? Well, Kotor goes into them a lot. Like, you get a Mandalorian companion in both games. Mm. And he definitely explains a lot about their society. But they are different because it's set a long time before any of the other expanded universe content. Yeah. But it definitely does go into their philosophies, their sort of beliefs as a um, honor-bound, you know, we live for war we live for honor and glory like they're very spartanish they're the yes. spartans of the star wars universe more yeah, or less yeah like we they live for honor and glory like war is not just an occupation it's our like our doctrine type of thing yeah like it, i think like there's this whole mandalorian wars thing in the original kotor and kotor 2 which is a big part of the plot which um was that well it's been retconned now but at the time <laughs> when it was released yeah when it was released at the time, the Mandalorians went to war with the Republic purely because they got bored and had no one to fight. They wanted glory and honor and there was no one to fight. So why don't we fight the biggest well, government in the galaxy? Well, whereas now they're kind of like a, a dwindling population that doesn't yeah, want to as fight. Yeah, as you get... Once you, once, by the provoked. time you get to... By the time you get to the Mandalorian TV show... Yeah. Like the Mandalorians are basically a dead society. They exist... But none of them are pure blood Mandalorians. They weren't born into it, as you see in the show. Yeah. If you've watched it, yeah, they're kind of you know, he adopted. Was... Yeah. 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 It's 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 less a people and more a religious yeah. sort of thing. Because there was a, a there is life. Mandalore is a place 
Like, it was a planet, right? Yes, Mandalore is... I don't know if... I can't remember if it was the planet, but Mandalore was definitely a place, mm. and Mandalore was also a title. So it was the leader. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I, and I remember reading the... I think it was the Darksaber, right? The one that's at the end of the... Man- the one that shows up in... Mandalorian at some the, point. I forgot, I forgot <laughs> his name. The... The, the imperial guy at the end has it yeah and i think gideon. it shows up in gideon that's it yeah. and it shows up in the animated clone wars series yeah I think, yeah as well. that's the thing and I'm i remember looking into it, that but i was like whoa that's so cool it's like it's like a sword that's but it's just lightsaber it's like it's not a lightsaber it's got different i don't know no, it's, it's it's something yeah, like, yeah. It's, that's when you start talking about a lot of strange science expanded but universe in things. science in science fiction which doesn't operate the same way as our science in some ways yeah, I'm I sure, wouldn't call. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I mean, it is science fiction, but it's more fantasy than science fiction, really. I mean, what's the difference like, there, right? Like well, magic and science. Yeah, at some point, I mean, isn't that what Arthur C. Clarke? Well, I mean, yeah, talked about. This, yeah, this is true. This yeah, is true. That, this is true. That that's the thing when it comes to kind of the the science that makes science fiction happen. You could argue that it's it's like twisted in a way that it might as well be magic. Because you're not well, meant it to understand. It depends on the time in which you're reading it, too. Yeah. No, you're not. True, true. But that said, there yeah. is a there there is a substantial difference between the writings of someone like Isaac Asimov and the Star Wars universe, where one's definitely more grounded than the other. There's no space wizards in one, for example. I I always wonder when the original creators, like when did George Lucas stop? like thinking of the universe like how early on did he stop thinking of everything you know what i mean uh, I'm, I'm, i'd be fascinated to know yeah well the, it, it to me it seems like he never really did you know with the special editions of re-releases of the original yeah. trilogy true true he's always thinking of yeah the, and even after even after he sold the rights to disney i'm pretty sure he still had a bunch of scripts that he wanted them to use or at least offered them to use i mean to be fair He's he's directed the first Star Wars, yeah. and he also directed the the first like a Phantom Menace. So he mm. clearly has been thinking about it for a while. Oh, hundred percent. I'm, I'm sure he's on some sort of advisory role as well. He wasn't for a long time. I think they only brought him back in towards the end of the Rise of Skywalker's production because that was a mess. But that's that's a that's a whole can of worms. That's the sequel a dumb trilogy. title as well. It, it, it honestly like, feels like they pulled it out of a hat, really. Like, they needed... Which one was... Which one is the one that came out last last year? Is that Rise of yeah, Skywalker? Yeah, Rise of Skywalker was... Yeah, okay. The conclusion yeah, yeah. of the Skywalker trilogy that... Or the saga that had already ended? Yeah, like, I, I didn't... Like, the thing about it... The, I think the, the issue with it that I found was that it spent so long trying to undo what the second movie did... That it didn't really establish anything new. If, I don't know. Do you agree? I, I definitely agree. And there was the movie itself. There was just so much course correction that there was there, yeah. there was no room left for plot. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like it was just so. It was so quick. Like you blinked and you missed it. Yeah, yeah. And it like it. Last Jedi has its problems. Yeah, it's not a perfect film, like some would say, but that's subjective but um it tried stuff it definitely it definitely yeah it definitely tried to be its own thing and set the series on a path that would have been at least more interesting than what we got i think Mm, mm. because the rise of skywalker definitely just felt like 
okay, here's more Star Wars. Yeah, because I think I think the director of Rise of Skywalker, Skywalker, I think was originally Colin Trevorrow, who who directed the Jurassic yes. World films, and then he, they booted he, him yes. out, and then they brought in J.J. Abrams, who basically who basically kicked off the new trilogy. But the kickoff of the new yeah. trilogy was basically almost like a remake a of A New Hope. Yeah, which was very deliberate yeah. in the reasons they done it. Obviously, they wanted to distance from the prequels. But it was a lot of fun. But, when you, it, it, but it was a spectacle. It was. The visuals. It, it was like, we're actually on a swashbuckling adventure. It was, it was Star Wars for a modern day. Yeah. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, it was a soft reboot of a franchise that had kind of had its issues you know the prequels are the prequels yeah. i think times validated them a little bit but like i i have fond memories of the prequel films but i think it's also because like you and i were kind of in the right age group for when that came out well that's it like we grew up with the original trilogy obviously because yeah. it was around and we'd all seen it but the prequels came out while yeah we like were the the original films were like our parents it was made for when our parents were That's coming right. of age, whereas the prequels That's were right. when we were coming of age. And I'm sure, like then, you know, our you know youngest siblings, young yeah, cousins, I, I, I'm or I'm even sure, like, kids, they this is their Star Wars now, like the the new trilogy. Hundred percent to them, this is what Star Wars is. And that's good, you know? That's exactly. Fine. Like, I, I, I'm I, not one of those people who walks around saying, oh, that's not music. Oh, this, you don't listen. To, that's not... Like, I... <laughs> because that, exactly. that conversation has been happening for centuries. Like, it's just ever since there's been, like, any sort of creativity. I'm sure someone said, oh, when I was... When I... when The one that I had when I was growing up was better than what you have. And I feel like what happens well, is that it. people create... I bet you create a negative association. You're like, well... You, I don't want to listen to the music you you talked about because you're a dickhead, and so, well, <laughs> you know what I it's mean. It's like play play a meta, play play a deathcore song in front of your grandparents, yeah. and that's literally the conversation you're going to yeah. have. They're going to be like, "What is yeah, this?" Yeah, and then when 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 grand that's not exactly their- when the grandparents when they were growing up, rock and roll would have been like like just loud and obnoxious compared Elvis to Presley. you know what. To them, rock and roll was Elvis Presley, Classical not in excess yeah, exactly, or exactly. ACDC. You know exactly. what I mean. Like, my grandfather's big on Frank Sinatra. Yeah. So, to annoy him, sometimes I'll play the Sex Pistols cover of it because it just sets him <laughs> off. But that's yeah, that's just, you know, different perspectives, different exactly. times. Metallica's considered heavy metal, but now, like... You compare that to some of the metal now, it's very tame. Yeah, it's very, like, radio-friendly. You know, like, you, <laughs> that's it. You start going down the road of some of the more absurd metal acts yes. and it becomes a very very different ball yeah game. exactly exactly thanks for sharing your favorite game that's always awesome always fascinated to hear what you know what everyone loves what's it we're all different we've all got different perspectives yeah, we, we've got to we celebrate enjoy it, different things we're, that's I, it I, i'm in the camp of don't try and don't try and hide the fact that we're all different celebrate it you know let's embrace it yeah that's it man we, we <laughs> all we all we all have our unique quirks that make us tick. exactly and it's fun. It's it's fun to see what happens when you put them in a room together and interact. And <laughs> and at the end of the day, you never know. Someone might come on the show and hey, I like this game. And someone might go, oh, I'll try it. Not something I would exactly. have tried necessarily. And they might. And you love know it. what? It it might even change their life. They might find a connection That's with the it. game. It can. That's yeah, it. Exactly. You never know. Exactly. Before we jump right into the news. Let's look at some of the awesome content that went up on doublejump.co since we last did the podcast. Uh, One, there was a lot, 
a lot of stuff went out. But a kind of a couple of the highlights there would be the multiplayer that we released, where we talked about our favourite cheats, mods, and ROM hacks over the years. That was a, a real big standout to me. Was there anything else that kind of stood out to you, buddy? I particularly enjoyed um, John's piece on the dead, on mm. Deadly Premonition. You know, I, I, I like Deadly Premonition for what it is, and I think you know exploring what makes it makes it so appealing with its Lynchian inspirations is it's it's a fun read definitely a fun read yeah exactly like you could tell that um sweary 65 really dug some uh twin peaks yeah they definitely dug some twin peaks and it's shown through there's a there's a lot of passion for what they put through even if it isn't up to the standard you'd expect (laughs) exactly exactly i think another thing that really stood out to me was luke's uh piece where he discussed talking about how playing video games has helped him get through law school. It's um, interesting to see the parallels that he's drawn to, you know, kind of the problem solving and Professor Layton and and what he might face when he sits the LSAT to become a lawyer eventually. That's, <laughs> that was another interesting one to me. Yeah, it's always interesting to see how games sort of bleed over into our personal and everyday lives, you know. It can inspire us to do things. It can encourage us to think about things in different ways. You know, it's 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 always nice to see. It's a nice reminder that if any any excuse for me to classify video games as homework, I'm I'm for because that means I get to play <laughs> and not have to feel bad. Well, that's it. You know, any any excuse is a good excuse. Exactly. <laughs> so that was what was on Double Jump for the last couple of weeks, and now let's talk about what's been in the news. Ah, this first one, Ty, is a bit of a bit of a a shit show uh, in that Epic Games is taking on both Apple and Google after both companies dropped Fortnite from their respective app stores after Epic Games added a an update to the mobile versions of Fortnite where it added in a new in-game payment system that bypasses the 30% cut uh, that both companies take from the game. Um, First of all, it was Apple that removed Fortnite from the iPad OS and iOS app stores, uh, citing the fact that you know this was a breach of the agreement that Epic Games had with Apple um, and the guidelines for the stores, which is true. Which it was. It, which it, they're which not. It was. They're, they're not wrong there. Exactly. It seems like Epic knew that Apple would do this because pretty much straight away, Epic Games filed an antitrust lawsuit against Apple and also released a an accompanying, if you will. Hashtag free Fortnite ad that channels the 1984 <laughs> ad that Apple released in the 80s targeted against people who were using IBM PCs. In this case... Yeah, it's a very, very deliberate attempt at thematic... Exactly, and, uh, and, and, and Epic Games is framing, for, uh, framing kind of Apple as a monopoly in the, the App Store market. I guess you could, you could agree in, in the fact that it... Yeah, I mean, it rules with an iron fist over its app stores. Like, you know, not just their app store, their products in general are very, exactly. you know, very insular. Exactly, exactly. Which is very different to the Android devices and yeah, Google Play. Yeah. And-, and that's the thing. So Google removed Fortnite from the Play Store as well, but an Epic has filed the antitrust lawsuit against Google. But in my opinion, I don't think that lawsuit's going to go as far because Android is a far more open platform than 
Apple's platforms are. It definitely feels like this was an attempt at... And they attempted to have a go at Apple and didn't really expect the repercussions from Google. Because that yeah, very yeah. much seems like it was a, oh no, you know, we've got to do it to them too now. Exactly, exactly. So, it's what do you think of Epic kind of mobilizing its players against Apple? Do you think that's, do you think that's a bit mean spirited? Do you think this, it's, it's sinister? It's dirty. It's definitely dirty. Yeah. Because Epic themselves aren't exactly like, they're not virtuous mm. they're not a virtuous they aren't a cd project red for example who yeah. like you know well they want to make money they want to make money, money. but uh, it's 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 interesting you know yeah. they knew the repercussions they knew what was going to happen and mm. this is a this does seem like a very big mishandled pr stunt yeah but you know for you know this is also a company who recently released the epic store to a whole lot of controversy yeah. with the way they've they're, they're attempting to corner the pc market with their exclusivity things which you as well as a pc gamer knows you know making things client exclusive isn't isn't a, isn't a thing people like on pc yeah but i i think the the thing is that valve kind of everything was kind of steam exclusive because if you went on steam you went anywhere so I well, that's it. I, I don't and that's how we the got the that, origin of yeah, the origin of origin. <laughs> yeah, that's that origin of origin, and you play GOG and mm, the humble like store. That. So competition, I think, you is know. good for for customers. And you know, one hundred percent. Epic Games did with the Epic Games Store on PC. Like Epic Games has kind of pushed Valve to make things a bit more reasonable for. Well, that's it. Like the the I think I think the best thing they've done. Yeah, the best thing they've done in the PC market, one hundred percent, is being more developer friendly yeah and there's a level of transparency that epic games has that you know valve never has and never probably never will because it's a wholly private company well valve valve has been doing things the way they've been doing things for years now yeah i mean steam is 16 years old now which is crazy but you know it's insane yeah it's it's kind of the de facto and and the other thing is like let's not forget that epic games was the big factor behind crossplay like behind sony relenting on crossplay and kind of making it well that's happen. it they were they were the big they were the the big um the put they were behind the big push I, I th- that's the thing like you it know? took a game like Fortnite to push you know a, a console manufacturer to change its policy like that's a big well, that's, thing and and that's bringing it back to your point about epic mm. uh, rallying their their troops so to speak <laughs> yes i think i don't think people i think people often forget how big Fortnite really is yeah. you know like i don't think it really clicked for me until they had the travis scott uh, concert event yeah, like he had and that yeah. like blew, like that that just blew my mind like, like that's the viewership insane. on that the interaction is that like concert promoters would like jizz their pants if they could even get a fraction of that like that's crazy well that's it yeah. And especially now with, you know, Corona and COVID or whatever you want to call exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. Um, especially, you know, you can't hold concerts. Yeah. So, you know, if you can get 3 million viewers yeah, that, on Fortnite, oof. why wouldn't you take that? That's that's immense. That's immense. And and, and just this, uh, just over the weekend, Facebook weighed in, um, put its two cents in by criticizing Apple for not waiving this 30% or even reducing the 30% cut during the pandemic pandemic. Uh, you know the the way that a lot of businesses and a lot of digital digital businesses have been affected. Now the cynical part of me says, you know what, <laughs> so Facebook's only doing it because Facebook's copped a lot of bad, a lot of bad light over the last few weeks. 
I think is just trying to deflect. <laughs> it's clearly an attempt at brownie points. Yeah. You yeah. know, they, they want that goodwill back with everything going on with them and, you know, all their court proceedings and whatnot. Exactly. And the lack but of there's some truth to what there. there is some truth. There's definitely some truth to what they say. Exactly, exactly. You know, I think Fortnite's not the best example of leniency during COVID because yeah. I don't think their profits have been affected whatsoever. Probably went up because everyone's Maybe. at home. Well, that's it. They might have went... You know, they might have dropped, but it wouldn't nearly be as much as... Yeah. Another developer, for example. Yeah, yeah. But there is some there is some truth to what they say. To be completely fair to Epic, you don't have to pay for anything in Fortnite if you don't want to. Well, that's... And that's what it all comes down to, right? Mm. Like, the 30% cut on most games released through traditional means. Yeah. You know, you pay your... Well, here in Australia, you pay your, your 80 to $100. Yeah. You know, you get your game and whether it's... And on the Microsoft Store or on Steam or whatever, they take their cut. Yeah. But when you've got a free-to-play game where the monetization is all through external transactions over cosmetics and whatever well, else. That's the thing. And, like, if, imagine, you know, imagine a court ruling in favour of Epic Games. That also puts into question, you know, Nintendo and the Switch. Well, Sony with the PlayStation well, and Microsoft with the Xbox, like, you know, but the stores, this is, right? But this is the thing, right? If if Fortnite, if Epic wins the case and are allowed to circumvent these Apple um, mm. restrictions... It could happen then, on all platforms. Know, collect, yeah, and they collect 100% of the profits from microtransactions. They are a free game and Apple effectively makes nothing out of them using their service. Exactly. In- Which... And Epic Games, I also disagree that, with. Well, the customers have already bought the platform. Why that? Why do they need to continue to give you money when you're not really doing much? Like we've got the server capacity to provide it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Why do you need to charge that much? Well, that's that's it, really, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they're they're paying Apple hmm. for the service. Exactly. You know, they're paying. Epic are basically forking over their profits just for the ability to make profits. Exactly. And and I think that, I mean, what the last kind of cultural phenomenon in terms of a game would have been World of Warcraft. And that's, and the internet At was much less mature back then. Oh, it was the Wild West. Yeah, exactly. Like World of Warcraft launched the year that Steam did. I'm pretty sure it was like 2004 or 2005. So it was a long time yeah. ago. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's an it's definitely interesting because I can see this setting a precedent that will affect the greater landscape of distribution. Yeah, and we're going to keep an eye on it. I, yeah, keep an eye on it. And I just wonder if it's going to be Epic that sets this precedent, or another company that follows in Epic's footsteps. Maybe while we're waiting for the whole saga to complete, maybe we'll have the chance to play Halo Infinite this year. Isn't that right, Ty? Yeah, nah, definitely not. <laughs> oh no, it's um, <laughs> that's been a mess from start to finish mm-hmm, that as mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i think i think the the halo infinite gameplay showcase yeah. was definitely w- was definitely not the uh best impressions people received yeah i don't think it looked terrible yeah but i don't think it looked like a game that's been in development for what nearly five yeah, years probably yeah six years yeah yeah whenever yeah. Halo, whenever the disaster that was halo 5 came out <laughs> That's a bit harsh. I mean, the multi I the, the multiplayer was good. I liked the story. I didn't hate it. <laughs> I didn't hate it, but I I don't know. There was definitely <laughs> coming off of Halo Four. Yeah, you know, it feels like they they course corrected. Yeah, it went. You went. You went from a strong campaign focus to very little. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really enjoyed the campaign in Halo Five, but I think uh, Halo Infinite. You know, it looks like it's going to be probably issuing a lot of I those worry. characters and, and, and storylines. 
Well, I think they've confirmed that Locke's definitely not going to be a major player. Yeah, which is which, weird. Which is a shame. From the, from which is a game. shame. I I definitely liked him. Yeah. Well, I, I liked both I fire teams. I liked having more characters. It's something I really enjoyed in Halo Three ODST. Yeah, having the uh, that camaraderie, exactly. that squad mentality. Yeah. I think their biggest pro- problem, though, with their writing anyway, is relying on the expanded. Like, yes. if, you, if you haven't read the books, oh. watched the movies, like Fall of Reach or whatever else, like, you've got no idea who Fireteam Blue is. Like, you're just like, who are these random Spartan 2s? I thought there was one left. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's interesting. Exactly, exactly. But bringing it back to Halo Infinite. What's happening with Halo Infinite, uh, man? Well, it's been delayed <gasps> until 2021. Oh. Shocker. And this comes after the, the gameplay showing and uh, a post they put up on Twitter where they highlighted COVID and quality concerns as the, the real reasons for it. You know, crunch is a really big thing that's happening. I, I, th- I think watching the demo back, you can definitely tell it wasn't ready. Yeah. But I, I, it, it doesn't... I appreciated the honesty. Yeah, it's nice to see a company... You know they've got a, they're, they've, they're clearly not in a place where they want to ship the game, but they showed it anyway as is. Yeah, which is nice. There was no. When you say that you're talking uh, about three four three industries, the developer. Yeah, three four three industries. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think there's definitely there's a lot to be said about it. You know, like because it's going to do it's going to hurt Microsoft with the launch of the Xbox what, Series X. What is even coming out with the Series X? Microsoft says there's well, thousands of the games thing. across four generations of console, but the press, like the, the Xbox... Which, I, which, don't get me wrong, which, don't get me wrong, that is a, that is a wonderful thing. Yes. I'm a big fan of backwards compatibility. Yeah. But when you're launching a new console with the power of the Series X, you know, these are pretty powerful consoles, yeah. all things considered. There's no new first-party game. Like, Halo was the only first-party, like, major first-party game coming out on Series X. Now, even Hellblade 2 isn't going to be at launch. No, and they've announced things like a new Fable as well, mm-hmm. which won't be appearing Forza's at launch. not going to be you know? at launch either, you know. Uh, so, it, and it, it makes you think, you know, is, is you know, the, the rush to hit the next-gen maybe yeah. a bit too quick? And, and Microsoft did confirm that the Series X is still coming in November, so... Well, that's it. It's still directly competing with the PS5. And, you know, the P- the PS5 hasn't got the strongest PlayStation lineup that, you know, they've had yeah. notably in the past. Yeah. But they've still got some big hitters, you yeah. know, like Horizon Horizon 2 is enough to make me go, Yeah. Huh. And even if they... Like, like, I'm uh, not sure if that's at launch, but that won't be that long after. Like, who knows when Halo... No. Well, I don't don't think it would be. Exactly. Well, Miles Morales is going to be a launch title. But that's not really a a game, but it is a game. It's a new new adventure. It's a standalone expansion, but it's not an... Like, it's... The wording behind that game is strange. (laughs) For sure, for sure. It's like... Don't get me wrong, I'm keen on it. I like Spider-Man PS4. Yeah. But... It, you know, is it a full-length game? I heard... I, I can't confirm if this is true. Yeah. This is my willful yeah. ignorance. But I heard it's not coming out full price. Yeah. And and the thing is that there's even more confusion because there's... You know, Microsoft might have accidentally confirmed that there's going to be another Xbox coming out as well. Well, yeah. Because they've already said that there's definitely going to be another model release. Yeah. There's a digital digital-only model. And I think there's a less... Power well, those power? have been kind of the rumors, right? So, yeah, uh, a couple of um, a couple of users on the internet posted photos of basically the the packaging of 
the new redesigned Xbox controller, and when you and the photos yeah, yeah. of it on the side show that it, it it confirms compatibility with the Xbox Series X, which we already knew existed, but also the mm-hmm. Xbox Series S, uh, which has been you know rumored for a while and it codenamed Lockhart. It's meant to be a less powerful version yeah. of the Xbox Series X, but is it going to be all digital? Is it going to be a less power? Is it just going to be less powerful and have all the other features? It really it really reminds me of um if you remember the Steam machines. Oh. Yes. It really reminds me of that. Like, I just can't work out what the messaging is going to be here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, you've you got your Series X, which is your powerful console that you want to push. Yep. This is by this. It's our, and I'm assuming it's going to be within the 600 to $700 price range here in Australia. Yeah. Because what, what, what was the, the Xbox One on launch was what, 650 I think it was 650 and the PS4 was 550 or 599 uh, it would have, yeah, yeah. There, there was there was a gap. There was definitely a gap. Yeah, yeah. But it's definitely going to be expensive when you look at the specs. Hundred percent. As far as consoles are concerned, you know, it's not PC expensive, but yeah, it's expensive. Exactly, exactly. And um, when you're releasing all these other models as well, it's it's very much like the Steam machines, where everyone was like, "Well, what are all these machines for? Like, who are they for? Who's gonna who who's gonna sit there and go, well, I'm gonna pay a hundred dollars less to get one without a disc tray.'" Or whatever the difference is. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, like, it's just, it, to me, it makes no sense. Like, like Microsoft. It's just bizarre. Get I your, appreciate get the attempt together. at cons- being consumer-friendly. I appreciate it. And that's the thing. You Sony know, hasn't been that. Sony hasn't been that since the like the PS4's like, first two years, I think. Like, even the E3 showings changed from, like, you know, the stage presence where everyone's smiling, having fun, to, like, these kind uh, of... Like, I, I definitely remember the um, the God of War reveal, which was quite pretentious. Yeah. With the live orchestra. And everything, and, right? It, like, it just, go away. It just, just go away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so, Sony, so, Sony, especially when you look at the type of games they're releasing, yeah. you know, like, where they've, they've, they've banned a lot of, you know, your... They, they banned a bunch of, you know, fan service anime games. Yeah. Yeah, they don't want that. They don't want that image anymore. They want that Last of Us two gritty, yeah. progressive power. You know, we're whereas strong. You know, we're, uh, video games are the other essentially. Way. Whereas, whereas video, whereas um, Microsoft seems to be a bit more welcoming and embracing. You know, well, Microsoft definitely, and, and I think I think Phil Spence, Phil Spencer's definitely done this, not just for consumers, yeah. but it's it's clearly a, developers as well a shift. You know, like they've they've really gone into the PC market. Game Pass is honestly one of the most brilliant things to ever come about. Yeah, it's basically what PS Now wanted to be, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Where it's, but instead of streaming the games, you can download them. Yeah, and then you know, if you do want I to have stream, Game Pass, and it's will, great, you'll be able to stream as well if you're on a device that can't play the game. So, well, that's it. If I want to play an Xbox One game on my PC, I can stream it to that. Exactly. Exactly. It's. Microsoft are very pro-consumer. At least they're trying. They're trying to be. But you don't own the games. Yeah. When you buy from a digital storefront, anyway, you're you're buying a license. But at least this gives you the ability to, you know, pay a fee and you get well, access to the games you, know, you need. For fifteen dollars a month, you get access to like a hundred and something games. Exactly. That you can just download and play for the period of that and month. And first that's party 15 games day one. Like that's crazy. There's even been third-party examples. The Outer Worlds debuted oh, on Game yeah, Pass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it did, didn't it? That's how I played it. Yeah. You know yep, what I mean? Yep, yep. So I think I think Microsoft have been going for... But that's what makes this Halo Infinite Delay really hurt. Yeah. You know, for, for people like us who, you know, we, we constantly want to be up to date. We want to play the new games. We want to, you know, push our machines to their limits. Yeah. 
it's starting to feel like there's not going to be a whole lot of that exactly come release exactly you know the xbox one the xbox one had games like rise which isn't good yeah. but you know it it was a, it was Mate, a tech it demo came, like forza 5 was a fantastic game it was nuts it was amazing you know yeah no this couldn't have been done on the 360 this needs that extra power but and that and that's no game what, like that on 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 series no, there X. isn't there isn't mm. Uh, and everything, and I've seen the argument thrown around that there's no point in buying one when you can. Everything's coming out on PC anyway, which I think is a bit of a moot argument. Yeah, because you know you're, you're definitely talking about two different crowds, but there is some truth to it, in the sense that you know I, I think there will be people, maybe not many, but there'll definitely be people who go, why would I want to buy the console when yeah. I can play, play Halo Infinite on my PC? Yeah, yeah. You're not going to win. You're not going to win over. The PC, you're not going to convince someone who PC games to buy an Xbox One that way. Yeah. Let alone with the fact that you've got nothing coming out on it. Exactly. At exactly. least at the moment. They've got a lot of indie titles, yeah. which is always good to mm-hmm. see. Because mm-hmm. Microsoft have been very, very forthcoming with well, their... the whole idea at Xbox initiative that it's been doing for the last few years has really, I think, really made a difference for a lot of developers. I mean... Well, it's given, it's given a lot of developers the opportunity to easily yeah. distribute games that otherwise would get lost. And and Microsoft did partially kind of make that promise true that every every Xbox One console could become a development kit, I mean, with, with an update that you get. You know, that, that was mostly true. So Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I do remember there was an option in the settings menu. I yep, don't know if yep. it's still there. It, I, think, I believe it's still Where you could switch is, yeah. it to a dev kit. I remember that. And, and, Not that I had any And that's the thing, it, like, like, like we said about Star Wars... You know, re- spending a lot of its time rewriting the changes made in the previous, you know, movie. It's it's like the announcement of the Xbox One set Microsoft back so far that Phil Spencer's taken years well, to write the ship. Right? <laughs> That's the the me- the messaging and platform of the original Xbox One launch is just so strange. Yeah, it's so out of touch. And and it's like Sony and Microsoft have kind of they've kind of they're kind of opposites in a way where like Microsoft. The games aren't quite there, but the services are really good. You know, the services really and this support is, you. And this, this is the thing. Yeah. And Sony are very much putting out. You know, they're putting they're putting out bangers. Yeah, like every couple games of months. Wise, but the service part of it's really held back. And the UI is trash <laughs> on the PS4. And, and like, the thing it's is, trash. like, like. The state of plays are cool and all, but like, remember when Sony would get on stage and have independent developers on stage, like, like you know, like well, as rock even, stars and stuff, right? And that's all. Yeah, gone. well, that's it. Remember, I, I, even the Shenmue Three yeah, announcement, yeah. which that was know, live on stage. The game, the game is whatever, but the stage reveal was yeah. cool. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's all about the the intent, and and Sony kind of, unfortunately, just seems like oh, Sony was like oh shit, where's the opportunity? All right, get some, get me some indies, get some indies. All right. We've done that. We've sold our consoles. Now fuck them off. You know what I mean. Whereas Microsoft well, has worked it. hard to keep building relationships and, and keeping people. Yeah, they've their their platform and the niche they've carved out is definitely a response to that original announcement. Yep. Where it was the complete opposite to consumer friendly, and now they are, at least in appearance, the most consumer friendly of the two. Exactly. You know? Yeah, um, exactly, exactly. It's just, it just, it just, they've got all these first-party studios now. They've bought studios left, right, and center. Mm. They've made deals with Obsidian and all these other studios for, you know, first, not first-party, but, you know, timed exclusives and things of well, that nature. Well, I mean, Obsidian, I mean, Microsoft owns it now. 
Oh yeah, they it do does. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ninja Theory. Yes. Um, and, and Double they... Fine. I'm pretty sure. And and Obsidian announced their their new game set in the Pillars of Eternity universe, but that's also not coming at launch. Yeah, like that, that's, know, that's a what, a, away, what a Ninja Theory. What a Ninja Theory doing? Yeah, exactly. What are, what are all these studios like? What's Rare's next output? See if Thieves is still there. Everwild, the thing is the game, but I don't think that's going to be. Yeah, at launch but like either. that's not going to be at launch either. Exactly, exactly. Uh, you know what? We, we can keep to... talking on forever, but I think we need to <laughs> we need to say you know what? I think uh, Microsoft is is got to work hard. You know, they've got to work hard. Exactly. And bringing it back to to Halo, just to finish it off, like it is a good thing that it's been delayed. Yeah. I, I I think if it had have released in the state it was shown, it would have done more damage than exactly. Because it. But how yeah. much? How much damage they've saved is yet to be seen. Because it doesn't look like a next-gen games, and Microsoft says it's going to update, it's going to have a ray tracing update to really improve the lighting and stuff in the game, but hopefully that's a launch update and not a, you know, six months, one year down the track when everyone's done with the campaign. Well, it's, also, it, it's important to remember that for the first year at least, all these games have to run on the original Xbox One, yeah. or the, the original Xbox One even. Yeah, exactly. They've, that's, they've, they've committed to that. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's, that's where Sony said, you know what? We want games that'll only work on PS5, and you can see games like Ratchet and Clank that really show off the capabilities. That's well, that's it. I wish Microsoft did that as you well. You know, they they look they look amazing, and yeah. it yeah, it's um there's a, there's a lot to be seen. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we could keep going for days. Let's move on to some more kind of positive news, I guess, uh, to change it up a little bit. Respawn Entertainment, the fine. The fine folks at Respawn Entertainment announced that Apex Legends' sixth season, codenamed Boosted, is going to launch this coming Wednesday, and it's going to bring a number of changes to the game. The two main changes that I want to point out is uh, we're going to be getting a new legend um, by the name of Rampart, uh, who is a sharpshooter and an engineer who can set up her team with heavy turrets. Basically, she's of an Indian... East Indian kind of background, which I think is amazing because we don't really see many characters from the Indian subcontinent represented in games. So that's a massive, like, massive shout out to Respawn for doing that. At least not outside hero shooters, because there's been a few in hero shooters. Yeah, yeah, like Symmetra from Overwatch. Overwatch. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely at the forefront of it, but we don't see many mainstream releases. Yeah, and um, like Destiny, like Soraya. Hawthorne from Destiny. Yes. I think she's meant to be like an of Indian heritage as well. So that's that's yeah, you're right. Hero shooters tend to be the ones that get all the uh, yeah. It's a shame we don't see them in more like mainstream titles, but yeah, exactly. We're definitely get we're getting there. We're getting there. So her basically her, her her whole thing is that she is a kind of a tinkerer. She her tactical ability is basically a form of cover where. Um, when you shoot through the the shield that she creates it actually gives you a boost of damage which is awesome um she also has a passive ability which means that um she can get she has more machine gun ammo and minigun ammo and it also increases reload speed for both of those guns and her ultimate is um basically her mounted machine gun called sheila that anyone in the team can use to just lay down heavy fire on, you know, another fire team or whatever, another team trying to get to a, a choke point. It's it's going to be a lot of fun playing with her. So uh, she's she's a very support based 
hero yeah, from yeah, the sounds of it. Exactly, exactly. Very, very, very reliant on, well, not reliant, but definitely contributes to a team. For sure, for sure. And the, the second major announcement is that we're going to be getting crafting in Apex Legends. Fortnite's taken a lot from other games and especially Apex Legends. Now, Apex Legends seems to be taking a little bit from the Fortnite book, but instead of crafting, you know, just strictly things like barricades and, and structures, um, it's going to be more, looks like it's more focused around kind of weapons and, and accessories and, and things like that. So, Which gonna, which is very interesting for a Battle Royale. Yeah, which is just cool because you, you don't like the guns you got. Well, maybe you can craft a better one. Well, that's it. Maybe, yeah. I, I'm not quite sure how it's going to end up working, but yeah, well, if you could maybe pick, if you pick up a gun that you don't like, maybe you can pull it apart for parts. Well, that's the thing. So basically from the gameplay trailer, it looks like there's going to be like a, like a, like a consumable that everyone has like, a certain amount of and you chuck that into something called a replicator um which looks like you know looking at the video it looks like it might just be a one-time use thing um but you chuck it in there you can make some new guns and stuff like that but obviously like with the respawn beacons when you use one of these it'll probably send out a big ping in the area so everyone knows that give you're yourself there. away so it's kind of like a risk and reward type of thing well it's the, you, you definitely got to balance it in the way that otherwise you'd have people it'd be the the ray gun in call of duty zombies Everybody running around with one. Just just with one of those, exactly. exactly just with one exactly. of those. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the other thing is that the World's Edge map is has been remodeled, um, where the lava field is getting upgraded to a, a, a missile launch site. The drill site's getting replaced with a like a countdown area um, uh, where there's like another mysterious kind of uh, mysterious site happening there and staging uh replaces the small town that was in the middle of the map um and mirage's voyage ship is gone so no more fun times for mirage apparently and all, all three of these sites uh now have these kind of toggled uh, blast walls that you can raise up and down so you can kind of you know you're getting chased by another team maybe you can block them off and set up an ambush or you know it definitely regroup adds a bit and more stuff. strategy exactly and there's you know, it looks like there's know, new pathways to different areas as well so it's it's a good change to the map i think and most definitely. yeah definitely and and most importantly um the update is launching this uh, i guess it'll be wednesday australian time so i believe it's about early in the in the in the morning australian eastern time so i'll be streaming um this wednesday evening i'll be looking to do some apex legends we'll check out the new map uh the new the new systems and Oh, if I have any money left, maybe the new hero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of heroes, uh, one hero that has fallen is gentleman from Ubisoft. Do you want to tell the folks about that a little bit, Ty? Ah, uh, yes, Ashraf Ismail. For those who don't know, was now the um, director of the the game, the creative director of the Assassin's Creed series since I think. Well, he he had a lot to do He's with been that involved fact, for but a I don't think he was the time. lead on that. I think it was like maybe the DLC and stuff for that. Yeah, that was definitely around the time he started to become prominent. Yeah, I remember seeing him in, in the, the videos. Yeah, yeah in the development yeah. of um, the, the, the franchise flag. moving forward. Because yeah. mm -hmm. after the departure of the previous yeah, director. exactly. But we're not here to talk about Assassin's Creed. We're here to talk about his um, termination, mm -hmm. his sudden termination for Ubisoft. 
uh, who, after an internal investigation, found out that he was having extramarital affairs with, I do believe, fans? Fans. Or at least like one content fan. Creators. Yes. Content creators. He was, he, he was um, another, <laughs> another one to add to the list of Harvey Weinstein-esque Gonna be Power abusers. Yeah, it's just unacceptable behaviour. And he did step down in June when the allegations first kind of came out about. Yeah, but when, this is like when official... Ubisoft announced they were going to conduct that internal investigation, he definitely backed away. I think this is like the first termination following the investigation, right? Yeah, this is their first like official confirmation of what happened. This is the when it when it when all the allegations sort of were swirling, Ubisoft didn't really want to dedicate themselves to comment obviously you know they want to make sure they said they'd investigate and whatever else yeah but this at least at least um the victims hopefully they can find some consolidation consolation in the fact that you know ubisoft has finally taken action well that's it you know at the end of the day it is about the victims you know they were exactly taken advantage of Hmm. he was um abusing his position you know, exactly. That's, some, that's that's just not on. No matter what industry you work in, no exactly. matter where you work or what you do, it's just it's, not something you do. And it's a shame that there's been a lot of attention on the the games industry because there are a lot of shady characters around in our industry, unfortunately. Much like other entertainment circles. Yeah, um, I wonder you know, what it is they, about they, entertainment. That they say you know, jerks. creative minds, creative minds aren't don't you know the best of us aren't. Um, we're on another page. Creative people are on another page. Maybe Doesn't we tap into a dark do. side of our personalities that, you know, one side is the creativity, but the other side is the, you know, the, the negative behaviors we, we kind of think about. It's, it's all, it also definitely stems from, I think, a, that, that position of power over others. Exactly. being in positions well, of power. Well, you know, we, we, you know, we have the, we have caveman brain sometimes. Yeah. Some of us more so than others. Yeah. Um, but you see and, it a lot in like the film abuse, industry with people. They, they kind of satiate the caveman needs by abusing their power, which just ah oh, man. Well, that's you know it's it's, it's 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 not on. It's it's not on. Definitely. And you know Definitely. now that this is this has been confirmed, it, it's good to see Ubisoft have taken that step and put that foot down. Finally, um, finally, yeah. Well, that's oh. it. Like when the first announcements were, the first allegation started in June, like May, May is June, May yeah. June, yeah, yeah. Like, and for- I think I, I, it's taken its time. I don't know what an internal investigation constitutes <laughs> for a company. <laughs> it's, it just seems like a strange thing to do as a company. You yeah, assume they'd hand it over to the police, but I guess not. Yeah, but, um, maybe the French police. It, can't be trusted yeah, well, in Ubisoft's eyes, maybe. maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. The Montreal police officers are just not... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Canada. But maybe they've come, Canada's not as... They've definitely... Not as nice as we think it is. Exactly. But they've definitely come to the right conclusion. <laughs> yeah. You know. And that's the thing. Like, there, there's plenty more people, not just at Ubisoft, but in, across the whole industry that'll probably... You'll probably see similar announcements from different companies as well. Well, that's like it. This, you see, if any any more good can come out of this, it's hopefully that uh, victims of similar abuse mm. feel mm. comfortable coming forward. You know, exactly. Exactly. Uh, that's what you, that's what you want. You don't want these people getting away with it. Yeah. You don't yeah. want these people. You know, someone like um, Ashraf Ash, Ashraf. Sorry, Ashraf. For Ashraf. That. Ashraf. Uh, so, you know, someone like him who is within the industry a very famous person. He, he creative director of. 
one of the biggest juggernauts in the industry. Yeah. And he's you know? married, man. And that's that's like also his own, he's just ruined his own family life as well, man. Well, that's it. You know, oh, like, like it's not fair. What, on what, them. He hasn't gained anything from this, and he's only damaged lives. Oh man, I'm sure he gained. You know, you know, a few moments of whatever <laughs> he wanted, but ruined multiple lives in the process. You know, not just of the victims, but also the victims in his own family who've. You know, had to deal with the fallout from this, and it, well, that's uh, it, man. Like, it, it, you know, uh, imagine his his kids. You know, yeah, they hear about this. Trying to ex- imagine wife. trying to explain, you know, what your what your partner did to your kids. That would be really tough. And that's you know, again, it just it's just damage. It's just irreparable damage that just exactly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, mate. And and I and I I do believe this is the first. The first real time, the big story this has happened in the games industry. Yeah, because we've had a lot of people step down and and you know retire. You but know, a company actually as a, as, the fuck as out, an indi- and as an in- as an industry, we're no we're no strangers to. Yeah, because I mean, a couple dramas. of years ago, we I think even or maybe it was last year when we we when we saw Right Games, you know, talk about oh we've stepped down these creative people. We've sent them to counselling to think about their behaviour, but that's not the same as saying no. You're done. You're done, we don't mate. Support this. Out. Fuck off. We don't want you anymore. And you need that hardline approach. Yeah. For these sorts of things. I just hope he didn't get any. I just hope this Ashraf guy didn't get any bonuses and stuff. Because fuck that. You don't deserve it, man. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think exactly. they announced whether he was being fired with pay or. Yeah. But again. The chief takeaway from this is that something was at least done. Yep, and he's hoping that many more heads roll and that's across it. the industry. Exactly, because I'm sh- I'm sure he's not the only one. I don't mm-hmm. want to say it's a widespread problem because I can't mm. comment to that. <laughs> yeah, but if there are if there are more, yeah, definitely, you know, it, it sounds it's, like it, there's you a you need lot. to make that change. Well, yeah, it sounds like it's very prevalent, unfortunately. Unfortunately, definitely. There's there's always been problems with um, you know, sort of inequality in the workplace. And, exactly, exactly. You know, so the sexual harassment and stuff. But to this Abuse scale, at least, yeah, to this scale, at least, it's the first time it's been like dragged out into the open. It's so yeah, it's and it's so weird watching even even like TV shows and stuff from like ten years ago, like how knowing they are compared to how things are now. Like yeah, the shit they times say. times have changed. Like I remember watching, it's a, this is an Australian sitcom for those of you not in Australia called <laughs> Kingswood County. If anyone's ever watched that, and look, it's entertaining for what it is, but there are there are comments made towards those of ethnic origins that That's you just a can, while ago, you right? cannot make a very long time ago. I think it's the eighties, and it, oh, it really wow. is. Cult- yeah, it yeah. really is. It really is like culture shock. Yep, you know, <laughs> like. You just can't, you cannot see how something like that would get made in today's climate. Well, that was intense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe let's, let's take it a bit, let's take it a bit more um, easy with this final story, uh, which has to do with another <laughs> game service, <laughs> bringing you back to what we talked about earlier regarding Microsoft, but this time it's EA. EA has combined Origin Access and EA Access, which are its kind of um, Netflix-style game subscription services, instead of uh, having, you know, two confusing names, they've just <laughs> brought out one confusing name, which is now EA Play. Something EA is combines no both to. services into one membership. Which I, I think this is I think this is a good move. I mean, 
nobody yeah, liked. It's a good move. Nobody liked Origin to begin EA with. Play. It's just because EA Play is also the the name of the the events EA hosts every year around E3. They've got no. <laughs> it's just they've got no. I don't. I don't know who names these things. Creativity. I don't know who. Like or, like what is Origin really? What what? Where did you come up with that? Well, I think it's because um. Well, the the. The story behind that is that Origin was actually a famous, I think, studio like game developer made like the Wing Commander games okay. and a lot of classic RPGs and stuff. And EA bought that studio like in the nineties, and and like a lot of studios, it kind of shuttered it, you know, kind of shut yeah, it down and EA absorbed a lot of the IP. And so I think um, th- that's the thing that really stung a lot of people when or- when Origin launched. I think like twenty twelve or something. I think it launched alongside you know Sim City. Remember Sim City? Um, good old oh, 2011, 2012. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that DRM disaster. Yeah, exactly. And 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 Diablo three with Blizzard. And how about that oh. was the always on kind of requirement. So basically, I think when people thought they started seeing references to Origin, they got excited that it's probably going to be like all these classic you know games coming back. But nope, it was just a name for. Or its bloody uh, Steam yeah, equivalent. For its, uh, we don't want to put <laughs> games on Steam no more. We're gonna exactly, exactly. You know. So that's the thing. So EA Play is the name of the new subscription across PS4, Xbox One, and PC. EA Play will continue to be the basic subscription where you get access to games as they're put into the EA Play Vault, and also um, you can play new games. Um, you can buy new games with it, like a discount. And, and DLCs and things like that with a discount. And I, I think on some games you also get like a trial period. I remember Anthem had like a three hour. Exactly. And EA Play something. Pro is the, what is called, what replaces Origin Access Premiere on PC, generally gave players early access to new games. I don't think this is surprising to anybody that this has come about, especially with the success of yeah. Game Pass, which we talked about earlier. Simplified messaging is good. That's it. You, you know, I think, I think. After eight years of origin and the disdain and mm. irreparable reputation, and I, and I think there's also the you know how we talked about the argument about oh do you really own a game or do you just have license to access it? I think maybe EA kind of looked at the the kind of perception of the word access in this context and said you know what we don't want people to know that they're not really owning the games. How about we make something a bit more positive? Well, that's. And that that is a, that is that is a thing with the you know the rising dominance of digital distribution. Yeah. You kind of don't want to remind consumers who purchase things off Steam or yeah. Sony That's- Store or whatever. You don't want to re- you don't really want to remind them that you yeah, know no, at no, any no, moment. Game, Sean. You know you're, you're paying for the right to download <laughs> something off a server. Exactly. If they really wanted to, they could. Deny and That's you the thing. Like right. even um, Game Pass, it's implied that you've got like a ticket. You know, if this ticket ain't there anymore, you can't get to these. <laughs> you you don't have those. Um, that's you can't it. get on the rides if you don't have the wristband type thing. Well, that's it. If you if you have Game Pass and you download a game and let your subscription run out, and you don't have access to it anymore. You you can't you can't launch that game. No exactly, more. exactly. You know, it's sitting there, it's taking up space in your hard drive, and you cannot launch it. Exactly, exactly. So that's that's the thing. So EA Play, I, I like the name Play. It. It, it it just makes sense, you know. It's a lot. It's it's just, a lot better just, than Origin. Just play. It, it just lets you play. That's it. Log in, hit up the vault, and go. Log in and go. Simple simple messaging. It's like so, it reminds me of Sony's PS4 marketing. You know, for the gamers. And, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, again, make it feel if you know you you know what they're doing, but it still feels for sure. Good. For sure. Exactly. Speaking of 
uh, speaking of uh, login and go, I think maybe we'll uh, get get ready to wrap up the show. Before we go, though, mm-hmm. that was a that was a lot of news this this past uh, past week. That's a lot a lot of stuff happening in the games industry. But if you guys you, know, you get a, bit, a little bit of free time during the week, don't forget that you can check out a whole bunch of um, personalities from the site live on Twitch at doublejump.co slash twitch or twitch.tv slash doublejumpco. Definitely come in, jump into chat, say hi. You can find our stream schedule on all of our social media, which you can also find on doublejump.co slash links. You can find our Facebook page, Instagram, all, all sorts of good stuff. There's heaps there, and it's a whole lot of fun. So please, guys, give us a look. Whole, whole lot of delicious, delicious food <laughs> for your brain. <laughs> Ty, thank you so much for joining me for episode eight. It was a lot of Absolute fun. Absolute pleasure, mate. If folks want to find you on the internet, is there anywhere in particular that they should uh, head over to? Well, you can do, you can find me on uh, Double Jump. Obviously, you can also find me over on Facebook at my name. You can find me on Instagram under the handle Foamy Saturn. Um, not not too partial to Twitter and. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in the Discord server, all my gamer tags are linked to my profile. If you don't mind me asking, mate, is there a story behind your tag? Which one? Foamy Saturn. Oh, <laughs> not, not particularly. It, a lot of people think okay. there is, but there isn't. <laughs> it's it's legit a randomly generated name on from Xbox Live when I was like <laughs> yes, eleven. That was when you could uh, when you could do the random. Yeah, generation. when the Xbox 360 That's first hilarious. launched, and I I bought one and needed a gamer tag. <laughs> I hit the random button and hey, that's what I got. So it's just kind of stuck. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's as good a story as any, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys want to find me online, just pretty much on every social media platform and look up Mr. Abia Chaudhary. You'll find my spelling on the homepage. I'm not going to try and spell it out for you guys. We don't have enough time. <laughs> but yes, everyone, until next time, you know, wash your hands. Keep your distance. Try and stay safe. Follow the rules. For your friends and family, follow the rules. It's tough. It's inconvenient. But if we all do it, we can all get through this together and we won't have to lose any more people. Most recently, one one of our staff members lost someone in their family, which is a tragedy because said person lived a very long and healthy life. And then at the end, to get nipped by something that could have been avoided is like so... So heartbreaking. It's it's it really highlight it really highlighted for all of us. I think the real extent of the virus. I think I don't. I, I exactly. Think, I think well for myself at least. I don't think I really understood how close to home it really was. So stay inside, everyone. Play some games yep. and behave yourselves. Play some games. <laughs> read some awesome content. Say hi in the streams. And you know what? Until next time, look out for one another. Peace. Peace.